Hello, and welcome back to the CCIRA Literacy Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Molly Rao, with my co-host, Jessica Rickert. Today's podcast features Krista Griffin, who is the co-chair of CCIRA's Early Career Network Committee. The Early Career Network's work centers around supporting pre-service teachers and teachers early in their career. Krista shares learning opportunities at the conference and how new teachers can add to their toolbox. Well, welcome, Krista. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're excited to hear a little bit about the Early Career Network Committee for CCIRA. So can you just kind of dive in and start telling us about that? Sure. Um, The Early Career Network um, is a committee that is really focused on how we can support pre-service teachers and early career teachers, as the name suggests. Um, so we we know that there's there's a lot of support that um, that new teachers need, pre-service and in-service. Um, and we also know there's a void um, in in that in that arena. So so we really need to figure out how can we what can we do? Um, and we're thinking about this from I'm I'm at, at the university. From the university standpoint, but from CCIRA, what can we do? Because we know that we've all benefited um, from the wisdom and um, help from from others in our careers, and um, so we're just we just think about what can we do? Um, how can we how can we support students, um, pre-service teachers, and in-service um, in in their um, desire to to be stronger literacy teachers? So. We have a focus on trying to help, um, tr- trying to think about what can, what we can do at the conference, at the CCIRA conference. Um, so we've done lots of different things. Um, a lot of a lot of what we stress is networking and introducing them to principals and introducing them to um, other teachers and um, letting them hear that basically they're not they're not alone. They're not you know the, the, some of the questions that they have and the imposter. Um, syndrome feelings that they might have or ones that, that we've all felt. Um, so that's that's something that we do at the, the conference level is host a luncheon, um, bring in people. Um, we're, we're trying to figure out how we can make this more than just a once a year conference thing. Um, and COVID, we had some good plans going in and COVID was like, nah. Um, <laughs> so we, we'd like to revisit um, our plans again and figure out what can, you know, what is it that, that um, our early career people need and how can we, how can we support them? So we even investigated different social media platforms. You know, we thought if we had a Facebook page and, and we're like, no, that's for old people. Um, and then we, <laughs> we, we were just trying to figure out what's, you know, how can we, how can we keep us, um, how can we create this support network? Because right now it's, it's pretty, you know, we, we, we meet and we, we get a lot of momentum at the conference and we'd like to, for that momentum to continue. So I don't know if that answered your question, but that was a lot of information about what, what our goals and aspirations are. <laughs> well, and I'm also curious, Krista, how did you get into this role of helping to coordinate ECN? Yeah, you know, I ask myself that all the, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, just kidding. No, I, um, so I have taught at the university level for, for several years. And when I first got, well, when I was an undergraduate, um, I had heard about CCIRA and that was a, you know, quite a long time ago. And then as a master's student, my 
um, I got a grant to come myself um, that paid for um, me to attend and to, and to buy supplies. And so I, I thought, wow, that, you know, that's a really great thing as, as we pull, as we pull people in. But then when I got to Metro, <clears throat> where I currently teach, um, the professor that was, that was there was said that we could get these memberships and we could take students. And so what she did was she just gave out the memberships. And I said, wait, what if we went with them? And what if we, you know, made it a thing? Um, so at my university, I figured out how um, I could, my students could apply for student um, travel grant and we could get it paid for. Um, so, uh, so then for the last, I, I think it's been 10 years, um, I've just been collecting students who want to go, helping them receive the grant um, and taking them. So it was a kind of a natural thing. So I would take them. And then my friends who were running the Early Career Network um, in, in years past from UNC would, would um, talk to me about this. And then that's kind of, and, and then, you know, the next thing I know, I'm, my name's on the thing. So <laughs> anyway, it, it aligns with my passion. Um, which is preparing pre-service and um, also early career network teachers in it. But that's that's how it evolved was I was bringing them and they're like, hey, you're bringing them anyway. Let's make you official. Well, and that, you know, makes me think. And I, I, this is actually something that I've brought up before. But teachers, if you're out there listening and you have connections for awesome professors at different universities in Colorado or and nearby who would do awesome work like Krista's doing, we need you because I think, you know, what what you do for your students would support so many new teachers in doing their best work. Um, I didn't get started at the university level, but, you know, as a first year, does early career is it the first three years that you guys support or just the very first year? First three? Um, I, I think it's one to three years. Okay. And, and other people have said one to five. I feel like okay. we're all inclusive. <laughs> you're considering yourself an early career person, we would love to support you. <laughs> yeah. So like I got started my very first year and, you know, you were talking about that networking piece and, you know, I had so many great connections, not just in my building, but in my district and later on in nearby districts because somebody pulled me in in the beginning and you know I think all those people have allowed me to stay in this career even when things get tough so I you know I think that early career network is a beautiful thing to help those new teachers get started and really feel supported and be able to do this job especially in what's become a pretty tough climate to teach in. Um, so, you know, you talked about what you do with your students. So what are some of those fun things that you're working on that COVID kind of messed up that you would like to see happen that maybe teachers around the state hearing this can say, hey, that's something I can do, even if they're not officially in a role with CCIRA, but things they could do to help kind of build yeah a, an unofficial early career network yeah i think that some of some of the ideas that we had talked about in maybe the last um three times that we had done these um the our luncheons at ccira um we had talked about um meeting in the summer so having some kind of a summer get together 
Um, so, and it, and it doesn't have to be summer and it doesn't have to be um, around a training, but one of our ideas was to bring in somebody, um, you know, to do some PD that's specific and, and, and very, um, you know, just something that, that early current um, teachers would really, really go to because a lot of the professional development um, that, are, that we're required to go to um, may be necessary, but it may not be our passion or what fills us and brings us joy or meets, you know, the very direct need that we have at the moment. Um, so that's one of the things that we're thinking about is how could we have, um, because CCRA has so many great um, sessions for students to attend. It is, um, students come away from that um, and teachers just so invigorated. And so they, they, but they get all of it at one time, right? Um, and, and there becomes an overload at some point and you're like, great. And so we thought, well, if we can do something at a different point, maybe, um, you know, maybe in a kind of a, a midpoint in Denver, maybe, or um, the other thing that we were thinking about was how we could get our councils more involved in, um, in the early career network and, and um, maybe figure out how they can reach out, um, empowering council members, um, to reach out to new teachers in their schools and districts. So maybe having some a little campaign that is grassroots through schools um, so that, and then once we build, you know, we don't wanna, we'll build it and they'll come type of thing we want. Um, they'll come and we'll build it because it should be based on the needs of, um, you know, what, what those teachers are feeling um, and, and needing. So those were some of the things um, that are percolating um, that we hope to be able to, to continue to support. And, and to, we always, this is true of, of students of any age, teachers of any age, everybody's motivated by different things and needs different things. And there's no one size fits all in anything. Um, so we can't assume that we know um, you know, what a specific group's needs are. We want to know from, from, from all of them, what are they? But sometimes saying, what do you need is overwhelming. And they're like, we don't know what we need besides wine and chocolate. Um, so coming up with um, some amount of choices, like, you know, we know, and, and, and we also know that that's motivating, right? Like research um, on motivation says, controlled choice is also motivating. And sometimes is, is even helpful when, when we're not sure what we need. So those are those are just things that we were considering. Um, and the other thing that I was thinking about when you were talking, Molly, is that um, one thing that we know is if we can get people, especially um, students or early career, if we can get them to come to CCR, CCIRA once, we can most likely get them to come back again. And so if it becomes a part of their professional development early, then it becomes something they can look forward to and they can invite their friends to their, you know, at, at their schools. And then it becomes um, both, both a learning and a social um, time of joy. So anyway, that was another thing I was thinking of when you were talking. No, I agree with that because they got me that very first year. <laughs> I have only ever missed CCIRA once in my teaching career one time and I need it like I get to February and I'm like give it to me it you know it gets me excited and I'm always ready to come back and try new things and you know even when I registered 
earlier this year, it was just like, oh, what do I need this year? What am I, you know, because I switched to a new district and a new level and there's plenty of things I'm struggling with. So it's like, you know, it's this place where I go and I feel empowered to do the things that I need to do as a teacher. And I want not every new teacher to feel that way. Yes. Well, and I'm wondering, um, you know, a lot, if you're in a bigger district, you're getting a lot of professional development as a teacher. And then I know that there are different licensure requirements. So you're having that PD on top of that. So what would you say to these new teachers that are in their first couple of years? Like, why would you go to the CCIRA conference? Because you have all of this other PD that you're getting. Yeah, I think I think you know the why for anything is 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 something that that's really important. Um, I think the why is choice. Um, at least it is for me. Um, you know, I mean, there's professional development that we have to do. That's part of being a teacher, and that will never end. We will always have something um, that we're required to do by the district, and um, and sometimes that PD can be wonderful, um, but we don't get to choose most often. Um, so what CCRA provides is is choice. Um, and it's very tailored to what you need in the moment. Like, you know, this is what I need. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about when you asked this question is professional development can be overwhelming. Um, and I think what happens for many of us when we're in professional development is it makes us feel inadequate. Right, we hear this and, and somebody gets up there and talks about what an amazing thing they've done and how wonderful their classroom is. And we're thinking, that is not what my classroom <laughs> looks like at all. Um, and that that can be intimidating. Um, but, but what I've experienced at CCRA is authenticness and real and, and, and not just sharing um, you know, the, the beautiful Pinterest version of their classrooms, but also the realness. And, and I think that, I think that that is really um, confidence, like it, it, it instills confidence in teachers, uh, because the presenters are real, and they're also not there to sell you something, which is another thing um, that happens at conferences is you're like, okay, I get it, you want me to buy your book. Um, and, and so that, you know, it's, it, that's a, that's a thing that's helpful. And the other thing that I um, that I think is true for students at CCRA or for any teachers um, is that even if you're listening to something and you come away with one thing to try from this one and it's one small thing and often it's one small thing I can try on Monday, right? It, it's not this, this is how you're being evaluated, right? That's a different kind of PD or this is you must pass to whatever. Um, so it, So it gives us, here's something to try on Monday from this session. It's low stakes, right? It's low stakes. It's it's empowered by choice. And then you also get a chance to talk about it with others, um, you know, who maybe aren't in, in your district. And you can be like, oh, it, it doesn't have to be this way. This isn't the only way to do it. You you get those those opportunities that are very natural. And as as you know, and as anyone listening to this can tell, teachers really like to talk. Um, and so being able to do that in response to non-threatening um, professional development that you have chosen, either because you're really passionate about it or because you're like, I am not good at this or I am struggling with this concept. So you're choosing it for lots of different reasons. Um, and there's just such a plethora of things to choose from. 
um, for me, that's why you would, you would, um, you know, really be thrilled to attend CCRA as an, as a new educator. And you guys, um, the ECN has, well, there's two sessions that are designated ECN. So I know that Maria and Katie Walther are hosting a session that anyone can attend, but really geared towards people in their first years. But then you guys are hosting another session. So do you guys, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, that what what we're doing is we're, we're doing a luncheon, and I believe it's on Friday, and I believe it's number two fifty six. Um, three fifty six. Three fifty six. I was so close. Um, I'm a literacy professor. <laughs> I am not a math person. <laughs> um, and so, so you do sign up for this. And the reason that we ask you to sign up for it is so that we can um, provide you with um, free food and prizes. Um, if you haven't heard about our delightful prizes at this, I think that um, even if you're not sold by meeting principals or talking with like likewise peers or any of those things, we have free food and prizes. But um, one of the things that students have said that they've really appreciated about our, our luncheon is it's casual. Um, and it's, 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 we bring in different people to share their experiences. Um, like principals or um, teachers in their first few years or um, anyone that we think, you know, we'll, we'll maybe have like three or four different people and then we can break off into smaller groups. Um, and it just gives us a chance to um, to talk about what we've heard so far. That's one of the things that we do. Like, what have you heard that's exciting? Um, and that that's a that's a fun thing. We we get to to um, you know just think through where where do we want to head. That's another purpose for this. Um, and um, to answer any questions that maybe they, they haven't felt comfortable um, asking in a bigger session, um, we're hoping that it's a really, you know, just a really comfortable one for, for kind of question and answer for, for anyone that's that there that can provide that. Um, so it's, a, it's informal and it's super fun. That's, that's my plug for why you should come to get free food and prizes and knowledge. <laughs> Do you know what the food is yet? We do not, but I can guarantee <laughs> that you will be thrilled. All right, I can't guarantee that, but you know, I I, I believe you will be thrilled <laughs> with the food. <laughs> I know you'll be thrilled with the prizes because they are um, unique. But, Ooh, yeah, mystery prizes. Yes. Um, wondering a little bit, you know. This still still trying to think about you know some of those other opportunities um, where we can get our early career teachers you know i i i see ccira as something to empower them so right. you know it's not you know we don't want you to come just because you know we think everybody should have this you know we're not trying to sell a particular method or you know any one tool or strategy like like you said like there's there's choices there's you know different options and that's something you want to continue to cultivate um now now i lost where i was going with that because my brain ran <laughs> off in five different directions um <laughs> but you know just thinking about this as a tool to empower young teachers and um or pre-service teachers what are some struggles or things that you hear about from, you know, pre-service teachers or early career teachers that you are networking with 
that you think the rest of us could support and maybe, you know, come up with some opportunities we can create for them besides, you know, making sure that we also maybe give them some opportunities for some food and drink. I've definitely taken a little pre-service teacher in my building out for some Starbucks every once in a while. She and I also do walk and talks. So we have a common plan. She's not my student teacher, but we go for a walk and just, I let her vent about stuff and, you know, we brainstorm things and talk strategies and it's a great time. And, you know, I'm also modeling for her, like, so I'm like, take a break, like decompress, deal with things and then go back to work and sit down. And, you know, she really appreciates that time. And it's kind of become this awesome time when she and I go for a walk and sometimes grab a Starbucks. But um, what are what are ways that you see that, you know, we can cultivate the spirit of what you want to do on a daily basis in our work? Well, I think I, I was thinking two things. One thing I'm thinking of, what you're doing is awesome. <laughs> and how can we... Um, how can we replicate that? How can I, I know yours happened probably organically because you're like, oh, I would, I would love to support you. And also Starbucks is delicious and hooray for walks. And so all of those things, but what a wonderful thing that you're doing, um, you know, kind of informally at first, probably to, to support our, our, our students that need that, or, our, um, I keep saying students because, you know, I'm in, in the university field, but what I really mean is all of our early career people. Um, but if we could, if we could have more of those informal networks um, within schools, but what if we empowered um, all of our CCIRA members? What if we, um, what if we challenged them? Um, yes. What if we did a CCIRA challenge? Um, you know, to reach out to those people that are in their schools because. It, with it, there'll be student teachers, there's residents, um, there are field students, um, you know, that, that are in their schools. And if they could just, I, I wonder if we even had something we could, I don't know. Anyway, okay, now I'm going crazy. I love this idea based I'm, on you. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you too. I think, I think the, this is this is your unofficial introduction. Be looking for a challenge because Krista and I are going to go push people yeah. behind the scenes and see if we can come up with like a prize or something. And you guys yeah. can like post and there will be a hashtag and, you know, support new teachers. Yes. I love this. I love this we're, challenge. We're yeah, gonna find a way, Krista. This is okay. it's unofficial, but we're we're gonna make this official. So be paying attention, CCIRA <laughs> listeners. I love the support challenge. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about when you were talking is what we want to do for teachers is provide them tools in their toolbox. Um, and that's and I think that's even a part of um, our little spiel for for our um, early career luncheon um, is just let's give you some tools in your toolbox and um, and your question was what are you what are you hearing that that teachers are really needing and I think sometimes we provide a ton of tools um, and we don't tell them when or how to use those tools um, and so I think maybe our we can do both, right? I think maybe that's something that, that we need to be a little bit more explicit with, uh, with my own university students. So even if we think about it like comprehension strategies, right? And we're like, hey, students, here's a great thing to work, to do with. And, and then we don't tell them when to apply it. We just have them practice it. Um, and, and so I'm thinking that that kind of applies for, for all of us. 
Um, so that was another thing that, that I was thinking is, is students don't seem, or, or early career teachers don't seem to be short on resources, but they're, but, but what they're needing is, can you show me the how? Can we talk about, you know, how this works with stu students and with these behaviors that are coming in and with this COVID thing where everybody's a little bit behind and, you know, what this looks like. Um, it seems to me that that's what I'm hearing a ton of. Um, in the university world, because of COVID, our students haven't been in field placements. So normally they will have been in three different classrooms before they get to residency. And they haven't had those opportunities. So when they get to residency, it's like their first time with students. And I think then we're gonna start seeing just that, that lack of experience a little bit more. Um, and, and it's not that it's so detrimental to students, but they're not as confident. And so if we can help build their confidence in um, these different things, I think you know that's a big call for us as well. I love that. And just thinking too, like I had, again, the same student um, teacher. So part of the reason she and I have connected is um, a, a teacher in my building really believes that like we, if, if we're gonna get good teachers in my district because we don't have a high retention rate, um, we have to really get them hooked while they're student teaching. And so she was working with him a previous semester, you know, just, you know, one of those, I never know what they're called because I did a different sort of program because um, <laughs> I'd already had my undergraduate. And so I don't ever remember the numbers or, you know, whatever you call the different pieces, but she was basically, you know, in there a couple of days a week working with this teacher and he wanted her back. And so he actually got her a part-time job in the building. And so oh, nice. she's working with us part-time while she's finishing her um, student nice. teacher while she's finishing her program and then she'll student teach in the spring so she won't nice. be able to work with us but she uh, so she's got this little small class that she teaches um, and she put together this little lesson activity and she was gonna do like a sorting thing and so she and I just you know as we're looking at it we had this conversation about man, there's a lot of stuff for them to sort. How could we build it slowly over time and like scaffold it? Because yes. in our building, our kids have, they have a low threshold for what they're, what they think they're capable of doing. And so you really have to build up their confidence before you can ask hard things of them. They can do them, but they right. don't believe they can do them. So, and so she and I talked about how to do that. And she goes, Oh, thank you for, you know, and she didn't even necessarily, she wasn't truly asking for those tips, but she was showing me what she was doing. And I said, Hey, something to think about. And she was like, awesome. But then the other thing that we do, because, and I think every teacher should do this. So teachers, this is my advice to you. You don't have to listen to me, but <laughs> you should. Um, <laughs> but I ask her for advice all the time. I'll be like, hey, I'm doing this because fresh eyes and, you know, some of those tools and strategies and things that, you know, I maybe haven't heard of in over a decade are fresh in her mind. And so, you know, I ask her and I ask another student teacher in our building all the time, hey, you know, how would how would you go about this? What are you thinking? And, you know, they, they have great little tips and ideas. And, you know, it also just builds up, again, their confidence in what they can do. And so I think, you know, that's my advice to teachers, like have those conversations, ask for their advice, look at what they're doing. Um, I had a student teacher 
um, two years ago now. And my greatest frustration working with him was that he didn't have things to show me so that we could have those conversations and could troubleshoot things. And that was really hard for me. And so also just knowing, you know, that's my advice to early career people too, like know who you're working with and what they need from you. Cause certainly I now know to ask anybody who would like to work with me, Hey, just a heads up. Like you have to be somebody who's not planning your stuff in the middle of the night, the night before, because it will drive me crazy. And then I will drive you crazy because I struggle with that. And so like knowing, knowing too, just like being willing to ask, because I think any teacher you're working with, they're, they, they know how they function and they'll be willing to tell you how they function. And so just making sure that you're kind of reciprocating so that you can both support each other. Because student teachers support us, but we're there to support you. And so you got to find that working relationship. Yeah. And finding your collaborators. I mean, there's nothing more exciting than collaborating um, with with teachers like that. And and it doesn't it doesn't always naturally happen just because you're on the same team does not mean that you're you know, that you're going to be natural collaborators. Um, But hopefully you can find the people that that you um, that that you connect with and that 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 you you know, you mentioned don't you know, if you're planning at 3 a.m. the night before, that's not going to fit my you know, how I do that. Um, so finding the people whose timelines are similar and and who challenge you, right? Who are like, okay, but why are you doing that the same way? Um, it's one of the be- most beautiful things about teaching is the collaboration and the fact that we are just glorified thieves where we just steal everybody's great ideas and, um, and then you get to make them your own and talk about them. And, you know, sharing those, um, you know, those experiences with early career um, people. And because we talk a lot about what isn't great, um, sometimes about teaching right now, it's a hard time to be a teacher. But there's, there's also still such pockets and moments of, of pure joy in, in that collaboration. And, and just in your example, just one small thing, like how could, you know, let's stop to scaffold for a minute. And then that changes everything. Um, and, and that somebody could say something to you or like, oh, that, yes, now I know where I'm going. We don't like operating, you know, as little islands, um, and we don't have to. And, and hopefully that's part of early career network is that we're, we're breaking up these little islands and we're creating one big happy island, um, where we, (laughs) where we, um, you know, come up with our, our best tips for each other and, and, and help problem solve in a collaborative nature. Absolutely. And your person doesn't have to be like, obviously, whoever you're working with, you got to work with them, right? That doesn't have to be your person in the building. Like I had a student teacher, she was phenomenal. I loved her. But I wasn't her person. It was the English teacher down the hall, like they clicked in a way she and I were never going to click. And she's probably my all time favorite student teacher that I've ever had. Like she was just that good. But I wasn't her people. We could talk about great things, but you know, when she needed somebody to talk to, she had somebody else. And so really knowing that too, because I think sometimes, and it works for some people like, but if it's not working, 
Don't feel stuck just with that person you're student right. teaching with. Make some of those other connections. Have some other people to support you. Like when I was student teaching, and it was a long time ago, but there's still pieces of it that are very fresh in my mind. I loved the guy that I student taught with. He had, a, he was a licensed special ed teacher. So he got to bring that into the secondary content that I teach. And so I learned amazing things from him. But when I needed to go decompress, I went and hung out with the, um, what are they? Consumers, family consumer science teachers in the lab, like that we had like, you know, it was a high school. So, you know, there was like this, little lounge there were different ones all over the building but the one I hung out with was with the family consumer science teachers and I think there were a couple other teachers in there but you know completely different people than I taught with and it was really nice to just go get to be somewhere else so it's it's okay and I think you know you learn things and you hear strategies and ideas from talking to people who aren't in your departments or your content or, you know, your grade level or whatever it might be. And so seeking out a diverse collection of people to network in whatever building you're in. I highly, highly recommend that to anyone. And I still do that even in the building that I'm in. So again, new in my building, new in my district. Um, I have become buddies with the French teacher. I definitely don't even speak French. Um, I have some math teacher friends. Um, some language arts teacher friends. And so, you know, I go some different places to get my support. Um, and, you know, I have my shiny, actually all, all, all my, all my close friends that take me for walks. We, we laugh about that. They say I need to be walked a couple times a day. Um, they're all early career teachers. And so those are, those are kind of my people in the building. So I have a, she's a second year social studies teacher that I plan with a ton. And then this pre-service teacher that we go and we brainstorm things and, you know, look over plans. So, you know, find your people and get excited because I get excited just talking to people about what we're doing and, you know, letting them help me troubleshoot and I be helping them troubleshoot like great things come out of it. So I like to network. Well, I think you guys have hi highlighted something where I think it's crucial for everybody to know when you're entering the teaching profession, nobody expects you to be the expert. And I think teachers honor you more and respect you more if you say, oh, I don't know, or I'm willing to learn, or I want to learn, or here's my idea, but the best teachers I've ever worked with are always learning and wanting to get better. They were never the I know everything, I'm right, and this is how I've always done it. So I think it's that collaboration piece, but in willing to learn and know that you don't know everything. Yeah, I think, I think actually one of the most exciting things about being a teacher is it's never going to get stagnant. <laughs> it's never, you know, like, I don't know what might be stagnant, but something like accounting seems to me like it, you know, it you just, it's always the same. Here is the great news. And, you know, so the frustrating <laughs> news about teaching is it's never the same. So, so it is, I couldn't believe that my job was to continuously learn. And I still can't believe that. Like my job is to read and write and learn about teaching. Like that is so amazing. Um, and and in some ways, early career, you know, it's okay, you know, it, there's kind of a it's okay, because you're still learning to ask all these questions. 
Um, but it is also inspiring for people who have been in education for lots of years to remember it's okay to ask questions, right? And so, so the early career people bring in this, um, this whole new fresh set of eyes on what we've always done or you know, wh whatever that might look like. And I think that that is um, just another piece that, that just makes the profession so fun is it's, it's, it's always gonna be different. And what worked so great yesterday is not gonna work so great today. And what was a disaster today could be the best thing I've ever done tomorrow. And you never know. And that's why all of the tools that we need, you know, having so many different tools to pull out is so key in our profession. And so if we can help start building that toolbox early um, through early career and through CCRA and in our in our um, university um, classrooms and in our um, in our schools, then we're empowering um, our friends who who need all need all those tools because and we all need them all. Um, but if we've been doing it a while, our toolboxes are a little we have more to, to choose from. So we're just trying to help build that up. So thinking, I love that you're trying to help build that up. And yeah, CCIR is definitely the place to do it. Um, so thinking about those two people who are kind of my support system this year and who are helping keep me inspired and excited to do the work, um, being people who could be part of the ECN, who in your career inspires you or is a hero for you, maybe in the work that you're doing? I, I both love and despise this question. <laughs> um, and everyone else. <laughs> I despise it because I, I feel like all teachers are heroes. Like, and, 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 you know, we even named a conference about that. and. Um, I even, I don't know if you can, oh, this is, I was thinking this was a video. Um, I have a giant chicken behind me and he has a cape on. Um, and he is um, a superhero, he's our superhero chicken that was in my classroom. Um, but, so I do believe that, that, that I'm inspired by people who are every day going into the classroom and giving their best for students. So that is a blanket. Um, kind of a um, really vague statement that didn't answer your question. But but it is, it, I, I can't stress enough how impressed I am with teachers who are willing to just keep going and give it their best, even in hard circumstances like we've seen. Um, so blanket statement, everybody. Um, more to the point of your question, who inspires me the most, I think, um, I, I I had thought of somebody earlier and then I switched it and now I just feel like I need to go with my blanket statement. Um, I think I'm going to go old school and a little basic, um, but the person that inspired me to be a teacher, um, and I don't mean to tell you how old I am, but you know this was a good 45 years ago when I was in kindergarten. So you all do the math and... Um, <laughs> I'm just not even embarrassed anymore. Um, but um, this, I had this teacher, I had the, the delight of having her in kindergarten and in second grade. Um, so I had her twice, which, and she just embodied everything that I think is important about teaching. She um, 
she cared for us so much, so deeply, but she challenged us. Like I remember, um, I learned to read in preschool and it was, it was easy for me. And so um, I thought, oh sweet, you know, all these clowns are learning how to read. I'm gonna go jack around over here. And, um, and but probably I didn't use that language cause you know, I was five. Um, but <laughs> she, um, she was like, did not just allow that to happen. She, um, she was like, oh, oh, you're reading at this level, you know, five-year-old, let's challenge you more. And because she cared about my learning just as much as she cared about the, you know, the, the learning of, of people in the, in the, the class who, you know, were eating crayons and paste and didn't know one letter from another, like she cared equally about pushing us all and that's not to say i didn't eat crayons and paste let's be honest um but <laughs> she was someone who who just cared so much and and anyway that's i could go on for 100 years but what i can tell you is that she was at a wedding and i grew up in california and i'd flown back from this wedding when um right after i had graduated from college and i was able to tell her hey you inspired me and this is why and she got little tears um you know in her eyes and uh, i was able to tell her she was my hero so um anyway but that's that's to you mrs Bainter. <laughs> that's awesome i love that story and i'm sure she loved that moment too <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Krista, for joining us. And we're looking forward to all these new opportunities that the ECN is providing. Um, and make sure, listeners, if you are in your early career, to sign up for session 356 and get some free, delicious lunch. Yes, and prizes. And, and, <laughs> and you can have that, you can help um, forge what this is going to look like. Um, so, so your voice is important, um, as well as, as you know, just, we, we want to hear from you. We want to support you. The end. Thanks for listening to CCIRA Literacy Conversations podcast. To find out more about CCIRA, go to CCIRA.org. On CCIRA.org, you can join as a member or find great resources like our professional development blog, which posts every Tuesday and has a variety of guest writers on an awesome selection of topics. CCIRA is a professional organization of educators and community members dedicated to the promotion and advancement of literacy. We also have a Twitter account at Colorado Reading. You can find us on Instagram at CCIRA underscore Colorado Reading. Or you can find us on Facebook, where we also have a members-only group that we're trying to build. And our Facebook account is CCIRA Colorado Reading. We'd love to hear more from you. And again, if you're looking for new content, please send any questions or things you'd be interested in seeing from CCIRA to CCIRAvideo at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great week.